Welcome to Treasure Valley Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck. This week, I sit down with the one-man show, Adam Chavaria. Go back to last week's episode if you haven't heard him play yet, because it is a treat. He talks about his personal story, how he went from busking on a street corner, which is just playing music for anybody that will walk by, into an independent professional musician making all of his money playing gigs. Enjoy. Welcome, Adam. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for coming back. Oh, yeah. It was cool to watch you play a solo set. Yeah, it was fun, man. You were here a year and a half ago, maybe, when yeah. we recorded you with the band. It was immediately after you released the CD. When did you release your album? It was February. Uh, no, it was that. No, it was probably. Um, yeah, it probably was January. January something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've worked so much that I forget everything. Yeah, time has disappeared in yeah. the last year. And plus, you're busy. Yeah. So, Adam, for the listeners out there, Adam is the busiest musician that I know. How many gigs do you average a year when it's a non-COVID year? Uh, it might be around 250, 260, something like that. So you're playing basically any day that you can get out and grab your guitar and play a set. Yeah, just about. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> if I don't get sick, I guess. And I thought that it was cool, the solo set that you did, which I first saw you play solo at 2C. Yeah. And then you came in because you had the the album that you just released and you brought in Todd and Jacob and... And Wade. And Wade uh, with to play their the full setup. But oh, yeah. You have a totally different sound. Yeah, I don't know. What, solo. Yeah, that's it's weird to me because it's it's one of those things that I can't right now figure out um, how to do with a band, make it sound the same way that I sound solo. Or I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, well, you're busy on the guitar. Yeah, and is that a recent development? Um, yeah. So I really. Um, as far as learning guitar, I I really love uh, like Chet Atkins and um, oh he's solid yeah he's he's just amazing at guitar and like even like Wes Montgomery and um, I'm trying to think of someone else Leo Kaki yeah Eddie Cochran man or just just random I I just love how uh, like with Chet Atkins I just love how it sounds so full and it's just one guy mm-hmm. that that's hard to do. And it's almost like playing piano, but on guitar. So you're a pianist. Yeah. How long have you played piano? Uh, I taught myself when I was uh, seven. Did you ever take lessons? No. You've never taken lessons? No. Okay. And you started singing around that time too. Before we started, you were telling me about yeah. how you got coerced in first or second grade into singing in the play. Yeah, it was like for a Christmas Christmas play, and uh, they told my mom about it too. And uh, she came, she was all surprised. But I was just sitting there, they're like, you're going to sing? And I'm like, why though? <laughs> I didn't know, like, you know, I, I didn't, at that time, I didn't really care about singing because it wasn't even a thing in my head, but... When did all that change? Um, it was in high school. I don't even know how I did choir. It just it just kind of happened. Like I ended up doing choir, and um, I was playing guitar around that time. And also, I think part of the reason why I did choir, too, is because I didn't have a piano at the time, but they had one there. <laughs> and I was like, if anything, I could still play. <laughs> and like this practicer with this piano... Because I just, I really wanted one, and I really wanted to learn. 
and I hadn't played in so long, and I was wondering if I still knew songs that I'd put together when I was little, um, which is kind of trippy to me because, um, you know, it's it's stuff that you wouldn't think you would remember, but as soon as you're playing it, like it's like you never forget it. Hmm. It's kind of cool. Like automatic, riding yeah. a bicycle. Your muscles took over. Yeah. Your brain shut off and you were playing those tunes. It's like that scene in the notebook where... <laughs> I've never actually seen. Oh, the you notebook. haven't seen it? Oh, whoa. Okay, never mind. I don't. I've never seen that movie. No, okay. <laughs> no this is a scene where it's on my. It's yeah. on my list with the uh, Titanic. I've also missed out on that well, one she, somehow. She has like Alzheimer's or something. I think it's like dementia or something. But uh, he's trying to like help her remember. And like, there's this scene where she's playing piano, and then all of a sudden she starts playing this random song that uh, she used to play when she was younger. And it's just kind of cool because it's like that's an actual thing that happens. It automatically triggers memory. Music yeah. Does. Right on. It's pretty cool. So you did that in high school along yeah. with singing. <laughs> yeah, lots of singing. How did you decide to become a full-time musician? Because what you do is pretty unorthodox, if I'm not mistaken. So you basically play music for a living. Yeah, it shouldn't work at all. <laughs> but it does. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Well, like when I first started, it kind of just snuck up on me. It's like those horror stories with drugs. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> out of nowhere, he was just hanging out with friends, and now he's living in the streets. <laughs> so, like now, uh, you started doing a couple <laughs> gigs, yeah. and then you couldn't give it up. Basically, so like that's what happened. Like I would go, um, I'd learn a bunch of songs of it. We started doing choir when I was in high school. And around that time, I was just like, man, I just want to perform and, like, play songs and learn, uh, just learn to play. Because I watched, I don't know, I think what really influenced me was when I was younger, I watched backstories of a bunch of, like, random singers and songwriters. Like, uh, like I watched the movie Coal Miner's Daughter, The Walk the Line, and, like, the Richie Valens movie. And, like, it just... I don't know, a lot of that stuck with me when I was little, but it w it didn't really make sense to me. Like, it was really cool, but I didn't want to play. For some reason, I was just like, oh, that's really cool. Like, they're they're doing their thing. And then I started playing in the streets and stuff, and then I just kept doing it more often to where it just took over. And, like, out of nowhere, I'd be, like, gigging. Oh, well, I'm gigging now, and I'm like, I used to do other stuff. So you just busked at the yeah, beginning? Yeah, I busked. Yeah, and it was funny because, like, I, I had other, like, hobbies. So, like, I well, I played piano. Never mm. played piano for a while after that. Like, it was just guitar and singing. And I used to draw, too. So, like, I would draw. I wanted to do uh, photography and stuff like that. And You were an actor for a while? Yeah, I did, said. like, some acting, too. Like, I in high school, I did you theater. Won, you won the state competition here in Idaho? Yeah, <laughs> for... 20... Uh, what year was it? Oh, 20, I think it, see, I don't even know years and dates, but uh, it was 20, 2011 or 2012, something like that. Um, I won uh, solo auditions and monologues. Multifaceted guy. Yeah, this is random. <laughs> so you were busking. Yeah. And that turned into gigs. Yeah. And so you, was, you started with street music, yeah, well, like street drugs. It, it was funny because like I, I was working like during that time too, and I would be like, I'm not gonna be here 
for these days, and they're like, what do you do? And I was like, I'm just going to go play in the streets <laughs> or, like, go play a gig somewhere. And they're like, man, you're really, like, not going to come to work because you have to do this stuff. I was like, it's either that or I quit this job. <laughs> and then they were just like, all right, you can go do that, whatever. But it was just kind of funny because, like, even when I did construction, I told them, I'm like, I already work full time because I play so much. And that was like, I think, oh, no, two years ago, like three or four years ago that I was telling them when I first got the job. And uh, I'd I'd quit Buffalo Wild Wings because I was like, I'm not getting paid enough here. And then I was like, I'm going to go get like a jobby job job. And then I started doing construction. But I told them, I was like, yeah, I play like in the evening. So just know that (laughs) when I leave, I leave. I don't even care. I don't want, I don't care about this job enough to like ruin my life for it. And uh, that's a very good approach to an interview. <laughs> and I still got the job. I don't, oh, I, wow. they really needed people. <laughs> Do you have a pulse? Will you at least show up when you say you're going to show up? Okay. You yeah. have the job. That's funny. Yeah. I think that what, the, what happened was, was um, I think there's like some sort of a requirement for job sites where they have to have a certain amount of apprentices and journeymen on the job mm. just for the, I guess, for the union. I'm not sure how that works, but that's probably why they got me. <laughs> They're like, who cares, man? <laughs> we need people. <laughs> so, right on. Mafia. Yeah. So Location. I, yeah, there was some times that I was, that was the worst, though, because I would, uh, you know, work at, like, be there at, like, 5 a.m., get off at, like, 5 or 6 sometimes and then rush home because i lived in nampa sometimes i was in boise already so i'd have to go home because i'm covered in like dirt and you know just random with drywall i don't know yeah and so i had to go home shower get like changed dressed up and then go play a gig and then get home at like one in the morning and then go do it all over again wow and it it sucked (laughs) but you got out of that yeah well part of it was uh when I started gigging, I was like, if I really just put the time in to get more gigs instead of waiting uh, to get called or, like, you know, waiting for the weekend to go downtown to find other places, if I just did that during the day or, you know, took some time in for myself, I could just do that. Like, just do music. And I was like, might as well just try it because I don't know why. <laughs> I was just like, I'll just do it. Nice. It was scary. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. But it paid off. Yeah, it's paid off. It's still scary, though, because, like, you know, I'll be gigging, and I'm like, man, I don't even know if I have enough, <laughs> you know, for the end of the month or, like, um, well, like, now the thing is, is, like, I'm trying to get a place, like a house or something. Yeah. So it's, like, thinking about those things, I'm like, ah. I need a lot of money. <laughs> oh, as far as getting a mortgage to yeah, buy one? Yeah, exactly. Because everybody's used to you just handing over the pay stub. Yeah. And you're like, well, here, let me look at my guitar case. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's funny. Um, yeah. They'll be like, what's your Pict- proof of work? Of, pictures of your guitar case at yeah. the end of each night with a date on it. Hand that to your mortgage underwriter. See how they can qualify you. <laughs> like, how much do you make? I usually make a bucket of money <laughs> every other day. I don't know. How many buckets of money is this house <laughs> going to cost every month? 
<laughs> That's literally how I'm like doing the conversions in my head. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'll make this. <laughs> yeah. That's another talent you have then is you can just look at a bucket of money and <laughs> estimate within a few bucks how many's in there or how much is yeah, in there. It's like some Rain Man shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, man. So that's cool. You've been doing this now for a few years then, uh, playing yeah. music so professionally. Was, yeah. I, well, it was funny because I, I actually just talked about that to a buddy, and he's like, he just kind of just said it, but it, it really hit me, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, but I haven't worked in about five, almost six years. Wow. And that that's the reason why it's scary, too, because it's like, man, like... <laughs> Don't want this to dry up because you don't yeah. want to go back to work. Well, I mean, part of it's like, oh, yeah, I should probably, like, invest in, like, a 401k or something. <laughs> or, like, get some insurance. Uh, who knows? Like, save money for my kids. <laughs> you can get hit by a bus tomorrow, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, it, it is true. <laughs> That's an excuse. That's what I use all the time when I'm trying to procrastinate important long-term decisions. I'm going to die soon. <laughs> or maybe in a really long time. Yeah. We don't know. Exactly. No, it just really messes with me because I was like, man, I haven't worked for five years. Like, that's a lot of time. And But you do work. Yeah, no, I do work. It's just not it, traditional. Not traditional. So it's really, like, nerve-wracking because, uh, like, I'm wearing all the hats. <laughs> like, as yeah. far as, like, I'm setting the gig up, I'm doing the gig, I'm promoting and, like, trying to find more and... Like, it's just a lot of stuff to do at once. So I'm trying to see what I need to do for the next step as far as, like, getting an agent maybe or doing getting a manager. Do you have any idea what that looks like? <sighs> Not really. Huh. Not, well, part of it is— Well, you figured this part out. I know. Own, this, so. this, but see, this kind of just happened. Like, it just—like I said, it, like, I was just playing in the street, and then it, now, I'm like, oh, damn, that's, like, <laughs> I don't even know how I got to this point. <laughs> All I remember is I was playing in the streets, and then now I'm here. <laughs> so, hopefully, there's an agent at yeah. one of the bars or one of the venues that you play at. Yeah. No, well, I mean, part of it, though, too, is I, I just want to see how far I can get. Yeah, like with this approach, I, and it's—I mean, I've gotten pretty far. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still scary. <laughs> yeah, that I guess an agent would add a certain realm of stereotypical legitimacy yeah. to what you're doing, rather than just being a one-man show, taking care of all of this stuff yourself. Obviously, you're making more than enough to get by. Yeah, with what you're getting on the gigs, but then people, taxes. people, oh, taxes. <laughs> You make next to nothing, barely yeah, I scraping. literally live in the streets. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what address do I file these taxes under yeah. if I don't have one? Well, we, yeah, well, with that, too, it's like trying to prove your income. <laughs> and then, mm -hmm. like, how much do you make? It's like, well, I. the only way I could actually um, let, it, let a bank know or, like, when I'm trying to get a place is, like, to look at my bank statements. Mm -hmm. And now I've been better about it, but, like... There was one month where I got really lazy and I had like a whole box full of tips. <laughs> and I showed up to the bank and they were like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? <laughs> and I was like, I sing and play. And they're like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Shoebox guy over here. <laughs> He's got jokes. It's like, yeah, no, that's that's literally all just tip money. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't know how much singing and playing guitar pays. Yeah. Well, it's it almost sounds like a joke. You're just like, no, they don't take you serious. Well, if you're playing so many nights, yeah, I suppose it would be kind of similar to serving if you were at Buffalo Wild Wings. If yeah. you get a good night going, all of a sudden everybody's into it. Maybe it's a weekend, somebody celebrating something, they're all drinking, you're singing, <laughs> things are clicking, night. <laughs> they're throwing all sorts of tips to try to get you to keep playing. Yeah, no, it get, it does get pretty crazy. Like the la- if there's a lot of people, the last hour is the craziest because they're like, "No, keep going. Keep going." And you're like, "I really I I have another gig tomorrow. You could know right now." That's when you rub your thumb and your forefinger <laughs> together and you're like, "All right, I'll keep playing. How much you got?" It's like if you, invest, <laughs> if you invest two cents now, this will go to my <laughs> this will go to my rent. I don't know. It, yeah, it's just weird to think about that stuff, like what the next step is going to be. Because I mean, I have been doing this for a long time now, and it just seems weird that it's still working. Because it seems like a kid dream. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, that's it's just, awesome. It's cool, but it's also like scary because it's like, are you still thinking like a kid? Like you're like, I'm gonna get my own sandbox someday. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, am I just playing house right now? <laughs> like, well, when you think about the time aspect, you're still spending a huge amount of time, I imagine, on all this. Yeah. Your your cover songs are not the typical way that somebody that you would imagine having an acoustic guitar and strumming and singing a cover song would sound like. Yours is kind of outside that realm, at least in my assessment. So I imagine that you take a lot of time working on those cover songs to make sure that they fit with your voice and they have that ebb and flow to make them interesting because you don't necessarily even play the stereotypical cover songs. The funny thing about that, though, is like, because some people are like, man, you do these songs so different. Like, you, they just, like, you make it your own or whatever. And then it's like, honestly, on my end, it's like probably like really bad listening skills or something, or I don't hear it right. <laughs> but I'm trying to do the song the way I hear it in my, <laughs> like, the way I remember oh, really? it and hear it. So when people are like, yeah, you do it so different, I'm like, man, I don't know why I do that. Because even I'll, like, stumble upon it and I'll be like, why do I do it this way? Because I literally heard the song and I didn't even do that. Like, why didn't I not do that part the way that the way it goes? It really trips me up. Okay, so you do recognize that it does sound yeah, different. Yeah, it does sound different. I don't know why that happens, but it just happens. I try to follow it to like a T, but I can't for some reason. With some songs, some songs I'll do it, I guess, as close as I can get it, but some songs just don't even sound the same. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I went with the approach to like make it sound exactly like it. It didn't happen. <laughs> well, I guess your vocals, you do follow the vocals yeah, very well because you can hold a tune. Sometimes the parts are just weird. Sometimes the parts are different. I don't know. Yeah, but I do see what you're saying, though, because you do ebb and flow with the beats of the song pretty closely. Yeah, it's just you're executing it with your voice and with the guitar, and you're yeah. bringing it down, and you're either picking or strumming in a certain way that's representative of what's happening in that song, but it comes together differently in an acoustic and vocal a setting or your electric acoustic electric yeah ish guitar yeah have <laughs> it's a little jazz guitar yeah I don't know I don't know what to call that mm-hmm. uh, probably a jazz guitar 
Yeah, but it's a good it's a good combo because yeah. I've been to a lot of different places where they'll have not here locally, but uh, I'm thinking of like corporate places when I lived in in oh. California. Can I even say I lived in California on this no. podcast? No, gonna, and now it's me. not a Treasure I'm Valley not, podcast. <laughs> I'm not a California native, um, but I did live there for a while. Um, but those those corporate type settings, you know, you think of like the corporate music, and there's somebody strumming the guitar, and oh, it's yeah. always just like flat the same level and they're singing with no emotion and so i guess you bring that out in the songs and so obviously it's going to have your stamp on it yeah regardless of how you try to do it well see that's the thing too is like when i was when i got that guitar um i didn't use it for like a year or two it would just sit there because i was like this guitar is too pretty and also, I just didn't know how to go about using it because I didn't have uh, I didn't know where I wanted to, what I wanted to do with my sound. So, like when I was playing acoustically, it just didn't come out the way I wanted it to. And it wasn't until uh, I was playing a gig and I took both of my guitars with me, and the battery went out on the acoustic, and I was like, "Damn it! Like now I got to do this show with this other guitar." Oh, nice! And I just I don't know. I was trying to like boost the signal because it's a, it's an an electric, and I was plugged in directly into the mixer. So I was like, "This is this is all it's gonna. I can't do anymore." But it worked because uh, I play really rhythmically. Mm-hmm. So like I I do like a bunch of like drum sounds with my picking and stuff so um if i do that on an acoustic sometimes it just comes out really muddy i I can't get it to sound the way i want it to but with that guitar it just kept like the sound kept getting better it's like the more like the more skills i like um what is it called not not like that i said it all wrong (laughs) like the better i got at guitar the better the the sound would get too because mm-hmm. then I would uh, like accommodate like with like uh, that pedal that I got okay. for it, and now it's like a amp simulator, and so that really helped me a lot. Um, just to get that extra like I don't know layer of awesomeness. <laughs> yeah, no, and it sounds good. It sounds impressively good for a solo act with an electric guitar because people usually go for the acoustic. I think because it does sound fuller. Yeah. But you managed to simulate that and then add another layer, I think, with your electric. And then plus your voice. I mean, to be honest, yeah. your voice does fill a lot of the spectrum. Yeah. You have a big range, too. We were talking about that <laughs> yeah. earlier. Um, you were you were covering a Stone song when I saw you at, uh, at the brewery, and you were able to hit those high notes in falsetto at a volume that is, I don't even, didn't even it's know was possible. Real. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's beginning to believe. I got it. I got it. Yeah, I got into an argument with someone, and I'm, I said, "I think that's falsetto," and he's like, "No, I think that's full voice." I we couldn't even tell. Yeah, well, that that's the thing too. It's like, because isn't there like the big old debate about that too? Just in general, like head voice versus like chest voice. I don't know. I I, I don't know. That. See, I don't know, and I'm I'm like. <laughs> I never listened. Okay, <laughs> I only heard the terms and then I forgot all the rest mm. of the stuff. So right on. And you're touring in two cities ish, right? <sighs> yeah, it's big I, European. No. <laughs> I, call, I call it touring, but you're basically a native here in the Treasure Valley. Yeah, but you live in Austin, and, yeah. and then come back here for a while. You're at the last day of a month long visit now. Yes, 
and but you're still it's not vacation you're working no in both places essentially it was intense well people were wondering why i was even here in the first place uh i went so i moved down to austin and during covid it was really intense but the owners of uh slicks bar came down to visit me to surprise me on christmas oh wow yeah so we hung out for like three days and then they were like we want you to come back and play for us like you know we get two gigs and i was like if i'm gonna come back to idaho i'll come back for the month so i could hang out with everybody and see everybody see family and friends and play some other gigs and they're like um just go for it you know I'll, we'll we'll support you and so um, I decided to come for the whole month <laughs> nice. and, and then I ended up working every day because <laughs> you can't stop yourself. No, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a workaholic. I'm an alcoholic, a workaholic. <laughs> I have a problem. Yeah. I think that's what it is, man. <laughs> right on. So people can check your music out. Unfortunately, you have nothing else scheduled uh, here because this isn't going to air tonight. until yeah, well, yeah, after yeah. tonight. But you'll be in Austin. Yeah. So if anybody's in Austin, if we have any listeners in Austin, they can probably catch you in Austin any night that they want to, most likely. Basically, yeah. You'll be playing something. For two months straight, I have gigs. But you got music for sale as well, Yes. Right? It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. Um, yeah. You have an album that came out. We yeah. played a couple of songs. You played us a couple of songs here for us. Yeah, off for of the that new album. album. Yeah, and do you have any another album coming out anytime uh, soon? Yeah, well, this new one, I don't know when it's going to come out, but I'm working on more songs. I kind of want to wait a little bit so I can get a decent amount of songs on there, mm-hmm. just so it could be like an actual full album instead of a little EP. Right on. <laughs> right on. I want to give more, okay? <laughs> well, if you're close, you might as well just push it. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'll, you know, I might as well just do like, I want to have like at least... 13 songs or something. Oh, dang. Nice. So I want to have something huge, and then I could do an entire show oh, as yeah. well. To go along with it. Oh, yeah. Because, cool. uh, well, I have all these synths, too, and I'm like, I haven't even been able to, because I've been so busy. <laughs> Gigging. Yeah. So I, I want to get in there and, you know, do some crazy stuff. Cool. It'll be my, my uh, what is it? My magnum opus. Right on. <laughs> right on. So how can people follow you? Uh, you can add me on Facebook or on Instagram. Um, it, should, it should just be under Adam Chavaria, and it's a A-D-D-A-M, and then Chavaria is a C-H-A-V-A-R-R-I-A, um, and it's all messed up. Yeah, that's, that's why it's so hard to find me. <laughs> well, if you can spell it right, then it's pretty easy to find you at least. Yeah, I, I should probably do something simple. <laughs> Well, it might be easier, but then you could get yeah. lost in the minutia. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on today, Adam. Oh, yeah, thanks awesome. for playing the set. Hey, thank you so and, much. And uh, we're looking forward to you coming back and visiting again. Oh, yeah, it'll be awesome. Thank you for listening to Treasure Valley Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend, a family member, or just someone that you met because podcasts are still spread mostly by word of mouth and we appreciate your share.